Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everybody. This is Atlas Cage, founder of Sky Titan Media and musician in the bands Strings of Atlas and Chords of Eve. And you are listening to the Amato Podcast. Let's turn it up. Twisted metal, broken glass, but you always seem to walk away without a scratch. Madness and mayhem roll like water off your back. You're the only one who ain't bleeding after the today we're talking to ashley puckett ashley realized her passion for music at a young age at age 16 uh she picked up the guitar began writing songs and the the adventure begins so welcome hi yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it and you you told me you're coming from pittsburgh you're in pittsburgh right now yeah just outside of pittsburgh so how is uh, we'll get right to it how is uh, everything going for you guys out in pittsburgh we're in eastern pennsylvania so we're both in pennsylvania and, and on a lockdown um, how is it? It's been a one day at a time type thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been taking a lot to get used to. Um, I know for me, it was probably about a week and a half before I really realized, you know, actually you got to find something to do with your time. You got to make the most of this because it's not getting any better right now. So, you know, it's, um, it's been a change for sure, but you know, I've had a lot of time to focus on, you know, music, which is, you know, right now what everyone's turning to, everyone's live streaming or looking at past videos and really connecting with everyone. So I've just been trying to take advantage of that and make the most of it and, you know, see what the outcome is. So then it wasn't good timing for you because you just had a, you just had your record just came out not too long ago. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I had a, a show lined up too. Um, it was going to be a really cool one. Um, I was so super excited. Um, it's not canceled. It was uh, just rescheduled, but I was opening for Mark Chestnut. So it was all kind of a really weird time that all this started kind of happening. When you've been using, um, you know, YouTube to, to stay in touch and Instagram to stay in touch with your fans. 
Yes, um, I'm more so uh, addicted to Facebook. So okay, <laughs> most, most people find me on Facebook updating stuff before Instagram. But um, yeah, between the two, um, you know, I've had some success. I, I did a cool live interview type thing with one of my local radio stations, and I've just been trying to keep busy and and do what I can. Well, I, you know, I know I appreciate it because I, I don't know for some reason I like seeing that kind of stripped down, um, raw sound it's not very produced and you know you're just, you could wear a sweatshirt and sing a song um <laughs> i like that it's it's entertaining to me and uh like everybody needs that right now definitely yeah i mean it's hard for me to get used to everyone wanting live everything because I, i'm the opposite i like things to be perfect i like things to be you know set up with the backgrounds and everything so it's it's been a little bit of an adjustment there for me with in those aspects well it's good <laughs> practice for the future it is it is. Could you could you take us back and tell me how you got into to music? I mean, I just read that you picked up a guitar, but um, was it was it that it wasn't that simple for you, was it? <laughs> no, uh, actually, well, I guess it kind of was that simple. But um, for me, I've been singing since I was probably about five years old. So music kind of, I see, found me. It was just always something that growing up was in my life. So I really didn't have to go searching for something that you know I enjoyed doing. And I guess I was on the lucky side of that because a lot of people don't have that. But um, as I went through school, um, you know, I started doing, you know, younger, I was doing talent shows, things like that. As I got older, um, I did play in a band, um, we would do other types of performances, church festivals. Um, and then, you know, I did start playing guitar. I've been songwriting since probably... I mean, very young. I, I probably got more serious, you know, when I started my guitar playing as an aid you know just with the writing process um so it was always something that i knew country was the direction and you know one day i wanted to share an album and you know really see what i could do with music and open that up to the world so here we are <laughs> what is with pittsburgh uh it seems like uh there's a pretty big country um fan base there and artists there is, and it's it's pretty cool. And, you know, it's not just country. Pittsburgh itself is just huge for the, the music market. Um, no matter what you're into, I mean, I, I'm i obviously straight country when I sing with a little bit of blues. And, you know, I'll dabble with some pop and things like that here and there. But when you're going out at night, if you're in the mood for jazz or you're in the mood for rock and roll, you know, there's something in Pittsburgh that, you know, you probably don't have to drive more than 45 minutes in any direction to find anything. So, um, you know, I'm very lucky for that, too, to be able to sit in the middle of all kinds of musical influences. Uh, that's a great. You brought me right into my next question. Who are your musical influences while you were growing up or now? Uh, quite a few. Um, you know, growing up, it was, uh, you know, a lot of artists like um, Carol King, Patsy Cline, um, the Dixie Chicks, Faith Hill, um, Leanne Rhymes, Leanne Womack, Jody Messina. Um, you know, some newer faces, um, Miranda Lambert right now, too, um, even Carrie Underwood. You know, I, as I try to progress into my style, you know, you have to look at, you know, those who are out there right now, too, because, you know, they started years ago. And that's one thing that I look for. It's not just their songs, their music and, you know, how successful they are. It's a lot of how they got to where they are, too, because that's one thing for me. You know, this isn't an automatic overnight success. You have to work really hard and put a lot of time into everything in the music industry. 
So um, to see, you know, Carrie Underwood in the making where she's been after 10 so years and, you know, where Leanne Rhymes was and how she is right now, I've seen her, um, I think, less than a year ago, and she's still just as perfect as ever. So, you know, I like to take little pointers from everyone out there. And, um, you know, those are just some of my top few. So you just said it. Um, it's not an easy process. So for me, I'm not in the music business, but, you know, on Friday mornings, the Spotify comes out with all the brand new songs and there's 50 of them. And I just push a button and there they are. And I don't think about, you know, that whole struggle and that whole process. Could you could you take us through, you know, from the, the from point A when you're starting to write that song until a song actually gets uh, published and played? How difficult yeah, I mean is that? So the songwriting process for me, um, I don't really have one. <laughs> um, songwriting is one of those things, um, you know, I can be driving in the car and I get this melody in my head or I'm, I think a, a lot and, you know, it could be something that just crosses my mind at the time. Um, I laugh and say that even sometimes in the shower, I'll get some of my best ideas <laughs> because that's when I'm not, not thinking. That's when I, you know, I'm probably the most calm of the day. Um, you know, I'll pull out my phone recorder if I'm, I'm sitting somewhere and just record a melody or some lyrics. Um, my notepad on my phone is usually what I do also. And, um, you know, there are times that I'll sit down and really just try to focus on finishing a song. I do have a couple right now that I'm, I'm dying to finish. Um, it's just every time I sit down, nothing seems perfect. So in those types of situations, I'll just set it aside and start doing something else because I don't like to to rush it if it's not going to work out um but um you know the songs on the album uh none of them i had written um we had discussed after you know a, a lot of thinking of what this first album was going to reflect and we had chosen um a lot of different songwriters on there just a collection um from all over the place um, a lot of grammy award-winning um selections as well so um we chose that you know to get us off into a a good direction and for me, that was actually a pretty cool process, too, though, because I went through a ton of different songs before I hand-selected 13, and I wanted that to be something that I could share as if I was the writer, because the last thing an artist wants to do is put out a song that, you know, you have no meaning behind, because you're going to be singing these songs, you know, for a good long while to come before, you know, God willing, another album comes, and, you know, so I wanted this to be something that I've either lived through um, something that I've, I've been close to, I've seen um, those types of situations in the songs. Um, so that way, not only is my audience relating, but I'm also relating as if I was a songwriter. So it was a very cool process um, to select those and, and really take that to heart, too. Um, but after that, I mean, you know, in saying, you know, I'm taking songwriters work and turning that into something of my own, that itself was a creative process. And, and that's, um, I'd say, what took a lot of the time in the studio, um, collaborating with my producer, my sound engineer, the musicians. Um, that, that was the bulk of the time of anything. So the album is, is Never Say Never. Um, what, what does it feel like when it's finally done? Is it just a, just a big sigh of relief or is it even more, more excitement because now you have all this other stuff that you have to do with publicity and, and shows and, and performing? Yes, it was a little bit of all of that. <laughs> you know, I'm still taking it in. And, um, you know, we did a digital release first, um, just because that's where most people these days are 
are finding their music. So we put the album out, um, released on Valentine's Day, so this is past February. And then um, the CD should be set um, for sale probably today at some point on the website um, for the, the actual CDs. Um, so we, we held a little bit of time on that one, just, you know, with a lot of stuff going on. And then with, you know, all the craziness in the world right now, it was pushed back a little further and, you know, not a top priority. But um, I think for me, it's still, I don't even know if I hold the CD in my hand, if I'm still going to be like, oh, this finally happened. It's still a little bit surreal that, you know, something I've wanted my whole life is finally here. And um, I mean, it's pretty cool, I guess. But uh, I think, you know, it's amazing I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. And then, you know, I think the coolest thing with all this was I went to finally get um, merchandise and uh, I got an email from one of the um, women in the company. And she says, I can't print um, these shirts for you because Ashley is actually um, protective with copyright laws. So I'm like, oh, well, I am Ashley. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was an interesting um that was an interesting uh, moment for me to say, you know, this is actually real. And uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. That just happened a couple of days ago. So it was fresh on my mind. But, um, you know, I think a lot of that as I stumble into interviews and, and hearing myself on the radio and different things like that, it's, it's taking time to really process, you know, what's really going on. Because you're in the middle of it. So I can't even ask you, hey, uh, <laughs> what does it feel like that, you, you know, a dream finally came true? It's it, you're in it. Right. <laughs> um, at what point did you realize that that you were good and you could do it professionally? It's a good question. I was uh, put it that way before. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this, like I said, virtually my whole life. And, you know, I think after. I'd say when I took it the most serious is probably, you know, toward the end of high school, right out of high school. Um I did a, a lot of talent shows and I think high school around what maybe 11th grade was the first one. I first show that I won. Um, it was called um, the Norman idol. <laughs> so um, I won three years in a row. And I think at that point that was enough courage to say, you know, people like me. <laughs> um, and to top that, I, I won with um, songs that I had written myself. So, you know, that was really good. I think looking back, going into the real world of music because it was something that I'm like, well, if these audiences like this for three years in a row and everything I have, I mean, I had so many supporters too. My parents were huge um, supporters growing up too. So um, I had a lot of people behind me, you know, saying that you, you really got something here. And if I would let off the gas a little bit, I always had people saying, you're wasting your talent. You know, God gave you this for a reason. What are you doing? So I always had that, too, um, to fall back on. Um, so it's just kind of always there. Is it hard? You, you've actually told me you're a perfectionist twice. Is it hard to? <laughs> that's all right. I, I understand. Is it hard to, to, to put yourself out there? I mean, here's an album with everything that you have into it. And to, to, to look at the feedback? Because not everybody's always nice, honestly, you know, online. <laughs> right. And, and you know what? Um, because of that, you have to be um, in this business. You have to be able to say, I know not everyone's going to like what I do. Not everyone's going to enjoy my music. Um, heck, some people don't even like country music as a whole. <laughs> so, you know, I'm okay with that. 
Um, do I take it to heart sometimes? Eh, sometimes. You know, I, I think that's human. You know, I, I don't think everyone just brushes those types of comments off, but it makes you think, you know, but it's something that I know it's okay. You know, I, I'm not here to please everyone. I don't think anyone would ever be able to please everyone in this world. There's so many different kinds of, of human beings out there. So uh, I'm okay with it. You know, I obviously try my best to do what I can to, you know, appeal to the most amount of people in an audience. But um, at the end of the day, I, I don't think there's any artist out there that is ever capable of that, no matter how good you are. Exactly. So again, the albums never say never. Could you tell us, um, you know, what we should look for on the album? What are you most proud of? What songs are, are the, the go-to songs for you? So um, I can tell you that there's something special about every single one of them. Um, number 13 was our very last song. It is called Weightless. And that's a very sweet, romantic, um, I like to say it's almost like a fairy tale type song. Um, that one's really special to me because that one almost wasn't on the album. Um, that was one we added. Um, we were just about over three quarters of the way done with the entire project and then added that in last. Um, so it's a really special one. Um, Never Say Never is the title track. Um, that one, I absolutely fell in love with the melody, the lyrics. There's not a bad part of that song. Um, and I just think the mix of the song, um, just what the guys did with it in the studio, um, it's perfect. Um, so that's one of my favorites. Um, Bulletproof right now is going to be our um, current single. It's a lot more edgy. It's a lot more, um, I say, hardcore country. It's a little sassiness. Um, so it's a little bit of a different um, version of me versus some of the more romantic songs. Um, so it's really cool to see that. Um, there's uh, another one, um, I Will Remember You. Um, if any tear-jerking songs are on the album, it's probably that one. Um, so there's just, there's so many good ones. Uh, I'm really proud of the whole thing and, and every single track on there, to be honest with you. So once, once we're out of this, uh, whatever we want to call this, the pandemic or the virus, um, how do you jumpstart the schedule again? What's, what are your, what are your plans? Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I've been doing this one day at a time. So I figured, you know, at that point that was going to be a one day at a time type thing too. Um, obviously I, I've been keeping myself busy. I've really been, you know, doing mock concerts, at least going through some different things personally. Um, that way I'm prepared whenever stuff starts going back to normal. But um, yeah, I'm honestly, I, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I don't know if this is going to be like a slow, us all getting back to normal very slowly. Is it all going to happen at once? So I really haven't, you know, thought too much about that part of it. Hmm. Uh, so now you're younger than I am, obviously, but I remember going down the street and being able to buy a, an actual vinyl record. Um, you know, they came out every Tuesday morning. Um, how has Spotify and, and you said Facebook and YouTube um, hurt, but also helped uh, an artist today? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bittersweet. Um, you know, it's, it's nice because uh, even me as a listener and not even an artist, you know, music is everywhere at your fingertips. If I have a song stuck in my head, you know, I'm just as bad as everyone else. I'll go to YouTube, I'll go, um, you know, to Spotify, and I'll just pull up that song and listen to it. You know, and and everyone does it, so it's nothing to be ashamed of. But, you know, at the other point of it, you know, we as artists, we make our living with, you know, 
our music. So the only way we're making a living now is if you're actually downloading those songs, adding them to your playlist, buying physical albums, buying merchandise, or going to see a show. So, you know, the um, that aspect of it has changed a lot. Um, but also because of it, you know, we're more readily available to everyone out there. So, you know, if you hear my ad on the radio and you're said, you say, oh, well, who's Ashley Pocket? You can just go search and listen to everything right there and see whether you like it or not to buy it. You know, so um, it's a good and a bad thing, I guess, which you'll see with most things, I, I suppose, in the world right now. So, um, I mean, overall, I'd say it's probably better to have everything out there in the open um, because ultimately your goal is to, you know, get fans and get friends that want to come see you at those shows. And that's where you make your money. So, um, you know, it's, it's better to have a wider range of opportunity, I suppose. What's it feel like uh, that your music can can touch so many people in different ways, so, you know, make them happy or or help them through a hard time? Honestly, that's my favorite part of doing what I do. Um, you know, for me, I write to reflect feelings of something and and get through something or to share something. And when I sing, it's the same thing. But to hear somebody come by, come back and and let you know that, you know, this touched me because of this, or this brought back some kind of memory. Um, that's the most touching part of this whole thing. And, and to be honest, that's what I do this for. Um, you know, I can't speak for every artist out there as to why they're out there doing what they do because it's fun, they love it, or it's in memory of somebody. But um, for me, it's, it's really just being able to touch, you know, I always say if I can touch one or two people in an audience, no matter what the size, I feel I did my job because somebody took something away from, from what I was trying to express. Um, so you're all, you're in the middle of a, a, an album release. So, but what do you do when you're not uh, thinking about music? What do you like to do? <laughs> um, all kind of stuff, you know, I'll, I'll do anything once. Uh, I'm a little bit more on the extreme side. So my type of stress relief, which I can't wait to do right now is, um, things like skydiving, bungee jumping. Um, you know, but I, I, I like a good movie here and there. Um, I like to bowl once in a while. Um, but uh, anything extreme is pretty much what excites me. <laughs> Have you learned anything about yourself being locked at home? Um, I think it's just more apparent that I hate being home. <laughs> if, that, if that's an answer. <laughs> I, I'm just so um, used to going. You know, I, I'm not one to sit still. And so th it's been very hard to adjust to that. Um, I've cleaned just about everything twice. Um, you know, I, I'm running out of things to do. I've found a few extra movies. Um, my favorite TV series, Manifest, is done for its season. So now I don't even have that. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's been interesting. But, um, you know, uh, that's really all I've learned, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it Normally, when we don't have the virus going on, you're stuck at home. What What's the perfect day for you? Um, well, usually if I'm stuck at home without all of this going on, it's probably just a relaxation day. Um, you know, putting my feet up, either listening to music or watching a movie. Um, sometimes doing absolutely nothing because there's usually so much music and stuff going on in the world that, um, you know, I like silence once in a while. Uh, maybe sip on a drink or something. So um, it's 
it's a normal day and I'm at home, it's it's usually just relaxing. Nice. That sounds like a good day. So <laughs> it's Ashley Puckett again. You check her out. I mean, she's on YouTube. You're awesome. Um, the, the album is Never Say Never. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, say goodbye? No, I just want to say thank you again for having me. And uh, if you guys like what you hear, add me to your playlists. Um, everything's on my website. So check me out. Friend me on Facebook. Follow me. And uh, I hope to see you in the future of the show. I appreciate it. And we're going to throw all your links up and hopefully get some people over your way and maybe see you one day. All right. Great. I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. We can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.